welcome to the Please Excuse My Potty Mouth podcast. This is your girl, T, uh, filling in for, you know, the guys. Uh, we're doing another special uh, quarantine cast, more like Quarantine Tanya, because the cast is in here. Um, and then having our listeners jump in, and we're just going to talk about just what's everything that's going on in the world right now, because it's crazy out there, and just kind of see where everybody's doing, and just kind of get some feedback from you guys. So our first guest. Um, we have Trina. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, guys. I'm Trina. I'm 28 years old, born and bred out in Arizona. Um, I'm actually native. I come from the Thonawatham tribe, and I'm excited to be here. Hey, okay with the tribe. Yes, girl. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. How how long would you say you've been listening to the podcast? I'm I want to say, I think I've been listening for about a year now. Okay. It's about a year. How do you like the new transition and like, and like now that they've added like this female co-host, how is, how do you think it it rings, it rings, you know, the femininity to the podcast and it's not just, you know, just the male perspective and um, just from listening to you, like you're very well rounded and you're very educated and you bring a different aspect of situations that they talk about so it's kind of refreshing yes thank you i appreciate that i've always wondered so i figured i would ask people like how are you guys feeling with this new transition i know it's been like it's been a couple months like this now so you know it's, it's good to get a feel and kind of you know compare and contrast and, but it's I, only thing that i'm like obviously more in, intrigued of is just that people are liking it and that's what matters right yeah um, that it's a new change and it's a new shift but it's a good shift Oh, yeah. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. I appreciate um, you. Oh, thank you. Okay, so yeah, we're just gonna jump into just kind of like what's everything that's happening. We have so much is happening, right? And yeah, um, so that's what I want so this much. like episode to kind of just you know basically tie together how people are doing, you know, with everything with all the events that are happening around the world. And that's kind of like my just my first question to you. And you know, how would you describe your feelings with uh, everything that's happening in the world right now? Like in this current day, like, how would you say you're feeling? Oh, my God. I feel enraged. I feel, you know, I feel hurt. I feel um, helpless is another big Mm -hmm. one. Yeah. Um, There's only so much uh, one person can do. So it's it's frustrating to sit there and not be able to make the moves you want to make to help better these situations and it's completely out of your hands and honestly it it really does feel helpless but for the most part like enraged is the biggest thing too is because this is 20 fucking 20 like why is this why are these things still an issue why are these things still happening so yes um and from my position you know if you don't know um i'm actually a police dispatcher oh wow so you know, but I dispatch for my tribe. So on my tribe, we don't have white people and black people and Hispanic people. And, you know, we don't have other races there. So we we don't have police brutality like that, right. if you get what I'm saying. And um, our officers, you know, from growing up, they've always been very compassionate because they are people from my tribe. So we're taken care of and it's, you know, it's very hard for me to, um, I don't know how to say this. It's very hard. It, 
it makes me hate police officers, but I can't generalize them as one because I work for some very good officers and some of whom are actually my family, you wow. know, and they're, they've been in for many, many years and a lot of them are, you know, school resource officers, so they help with the kids, you know, going through high school and wow. middle school who deal with issues. And so it's, I'm very conflicted at this point, you know? Yeah, I could, I could see that. I mean, you're literally working for the people that the country right now literally doesn't want to even see in like a frame of picture without feeling yeah. that rage. Exactly. So you're definitely stuck in a, in a tough spot there, you know, but I feel like, you know, you're staying true to, to, to the fact you're you're giving the you want to hate cops, but you know that you can't because of like your position and the fact that you have family members and people that you care about that are working. Yeah. But I think at the same time, it's very different. I, 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 I'm going to assume that, you know, the the family and the police that you work with are not under the same jurisdiction as the ones that we have out here in no, our government no. system. The jurisdiction that we're under is that is on the reservation itself. So we serve the people of my tribe. Yeah. And, um, so you and, know, and that's different. It's it's family. It's 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 personal. You know, and mm-hmm. when you have the people on the outside of the tribe, you know, the the yeah. people that are under like government and societal and you know mm-hmm. all these these systems, these government systems that have obviously failed us at one point. Um, yeah, and they continue to, like, to fail us. Those. Yeah, it's, mm. it's hard to separate that. So I can see how that can feel very confusing and very, again, like you say, it's like rage because you want to mm. hate these people, but it's like, nah, I, I can't really, I can't really do that, but I can hate well, I can, them, like I can hate the ones who have beyond my tribe, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I can hate the ones who have actually committed the crimes. That's and right. you I can say for myself and you know another aspect that I did want to bring to the table was you know it's you can support law enforcement and not be racist you know what I mean and so I think people miss that and it's a lot of it has to do with media and it's really sad that they're also allowing us to just hate good people right just you know just as much as these other people are trying to get, you know, trying to teach others to, you know, hate black people, hate minorities pretty much. And it's, it's just such a fucked up concept. And it's, I can't wrap my head around it, honestly. Yeah, I I feel you. I feel like a lot of people feel like that. It's, there's so much to the issue um, Mm -hmm. that it's hard to even try to pinpoint anything. And, um, you know, I would assume, you know, just kind of going into a second question here and just, Mm-hmm. I was going to ask, like, what event would you say is affecting you the most, you know, and would you say that that event with, you know, the police brutality and Black Lives Matter, would you say that that is an event that's affecting you the most or, you know, is there other events that are happening in the world that are affecting you? No, that honestly, right now, that's what, you know, that's what bothers me when I lay down to rest at night, you know, I mean, I... I'm content with the fact that when I go to work that I know there isn't going to be police brutality there, but I'm also bothered that it's such a normal thing other places, you know what I mean? And again, that's where that, where I stated, it's very frustrating that you can't change that, especially me not being a part of that jurisdiction. And I don't understand because I've never lived anywhere else. I've never 
lived anywhere outside of Arizona. So, you know, it's very bothersome yeah. that these things are even happening in this world. Yeah. I, girl, I, I'm with you. I don't know how to wrap my head around that. It's, yeah, and just it's a listening lot. To and the media like, doesn't help, like you said. Like, the media is literally spitting out all types of information on a daily consistent basis and it's it's so much information but is it true is it not is it fake Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like what and even besides like this the thing the one i think that really the story that really bothered me wasn't even it was before black lives matter was a hashtag it was when um they had the death of Sandra Bland back in 2015. Mm-hmm. Yep. She died in police custody. That one blew my mind. Yeah, it blew my mind. Like, how does this happen? How did they even allow this to happen? Right. And you know, I followed the story, and it was really amazing to me that the families, you know, took the settlement that they offered. Wow, I didn't know that. Part. I forgot how much money it was, but it was like. I want to say over a million dollars that was offered. Um, But, you know, like this whole thing is it's bothered me for like since 2015, for the most part, because that was the one that really woke me up and was just like, wow, this this is real. This is really happening. Yeah. And nobody can do anything about it. Wow. What would you say is like. As far as when it comes when it comes to the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, and how it has impacted you like how how would you describe that like like what did you get involved like was there any like type of like you know like how are you a soldier in the fight you know like we're all trying to do our part whether that's you know like retweeting stuff or protesting Mm -hmm. and stuff like that you know like Um, as far as online I have you know I've shared a lot of I've shared a lot of the um you know the informational posts that are going out with details of the cases that have been happening um i we actually had a protest here in tucson and i went to that and you know it was scary wow it was really scary even just to stand on the sidelines Mm -hmm. but to be close enough and involved enough to feel what you know the vibe that everybody's bringing and it was it was quite scary yeah because at one point you know it was a peaceful protest and um the tpd officers you know that they're a completely different jurisdiction from the ones that i work for and at one point we were herded like they started shooting off gas and we were herded and everybody just ran and you know having had that done to me yeah wow girl i mean protests are no joke and protests is just like you're taking a risk especially with everything that we've seen like when i was a part of that protest that was here by my house I, it was good it was a good protest like i walked with y'all it was peaceful it was everything that i thought it was gonna be and then like the way things turned so quickly and the fires and the, it was just so much it was it was scary it was scary so I, I can definitely see that being a scary moment of wanting to be a soldier in the fight wanting to get yourself involved wanting to be you know protesting out there to fight for this movement and share your voice you know use your voice and then to just see all of that transpire into something so negatively 
it's it's just again it, it it throws you back into that confusing circle of like man i can't even like describe what this what all this means what all this what is what's happening you know it's a confusing time so just gotta roll with the punches i guess and just continue to do our part in however ways that we can you know no but you know i did i did get involved in that and the experience of it and you know i i give so much praise to the people that um do these that go to these protests every day that are risking their lives every day and um I kind of you know I really respected what you said about how um the riots and everything were going and you were like okay I condone that type of stuff but if that's what you feel you need to do to get out whatever it is you need to get out let me move out of your way and I'm gonna let you do that just don't hit my car. <laughs> girl. Don't touch my stuff. I had just bought that car, girl. I was like, look, I, I get it. I get it. I really do. <laughs> and I'm not going to stand in your way, bruh. But like, let me move my car, though. Like, let me just move it. And you good. Throw all the fireworks you want. I don't care. Okay? <laughs> you, you hit the car next to me, that's not my problem. But just don't hit me. Don't hit me car. Let me put my car somewhere else because I don't need to. <laughs> You're going to pay for this? Because then we're going to have a problem. It's going it's to be personal now, sir. So we, we're not going to go there. You know, let me just move my car. And we'll just, y'all continue to do what y'all got to do. Y'all want to burn the next car? Go ahead. But let me move. It's not mine. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, again, I'm never going to condone that. But yeah, that's what you got to do to get some attention. So, you know, I've talked to people, you know, in the last segment that we had were the interviews it was very interesting that one of the 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 only guy i think that i interviewed in that was his name was jay and he said it was it was collateral damage and yeah i was like oh okay i could see it in a different light and see it as like yeah you know what it was it was because as much as that sucks and as much as it was my own neighborhood that was getting burned the fuck down um look at the resilience that people came out like literally like we're all back to normal all those stores that were literally looted broken windows broken all of that all those businesses they're up and running all of them they're all good yeah. trust me i'm there all the time i pass by them i drive by them <laughs> obviously the two <laughs> banks that literally burned down they're not going to come back to life tomorrow so yeah. oh well they exactly. can use all those overdraft fees that they charged us and they can build them up again that's all i gotta say about that you know <laughs> so <laughs> but at the same time you know like those buildings you know it the whole i didn't condone you know the rioting and the looting but a lot of it, it made a statement. It really did make a statement. Sure and is. I'm, in a way, I'm proud of that. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of those places have calmed down. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen cases from them again. And now it's pushing the city to actually do something now. It's and creating change. It's not. It's creating change. And that's, yeah. unfortunately, that we, that's some shit. Some shit had to get burned down in the process again collateral mm-hmm. damage but but did you hear me because as soon as i started messing with your pockets all of a mm-hmm. sudden people want to listen and i think honestly that's what i've always said it's like you got to hurt people's pockets it you does you, do. them. you really do and then they'll listen they'll be like oh you got my attention now like you can prop <laughs> this on the street all you want pass by my house whoop de doo but yeah. oh, you burned down my entire bank. Oh, let me fix it. Let me fix the situation then. then How can right I fix away. right? Like, what can yeah. I'm about to do? Because I can't afford another building to get burned down. Oh, all right. of a sudden, we want to double ears when it opened up. Right. <laughs> and it's, it, it look, look at all the change that's created. Like, as much as this is not what's being asked of, like, of course, we can still appreciate it. But 
mm-hmm. all these companies being like, we're for Black Lives Matter. We're going to support Black Lives Matter. No more this and no more that. We're changing the name to this. We're changing the name to that. We're changing this. And it's like, okay, that's cool and everything. Like, I'm pretty sure that Black Lives Matter, the protests were not like, change the name. Change. We're over here like, say his name. As in like, we care yeah. about the people that have been wrongfully executed by police and we need justice for those lives and that's what you know so again it's being grateful for those changes that's amazing it's a it's a it's a step in the right direction but we have more work to you know we continue to move forward and obviously we see that happening slowly but surely and And it will and and it'll move along it'll move along and we just have to continue that fight Although some of us can't be out there protesting every day, you know, like some people are, that's cool. Like we have some fighters on the forefront. We have some fighters on the internet. We have some fighters calling, emailing, you know, district attorney offices and all kinds of stuff. So there's fighters everywhere. There's soldiers everywhere. And I feel like as long as somebody or, you know, we're doing one part of that, then we're Mm -hmm. all doing it collectively, you know? So we're all being a part of change. We're all being a part of this historic moment in life where we get to change the narrative for the first time and have some be heard because for a long time we have not been heard we have been silenced as minorities you know yeah um, we definitely have and it's um even that you know a lot of natives out there they are coming together in smaller towns that are very rural and very native run they're showing their support for black lives that matter they're having um you know they're raising money and they're donating it to some of the relief funds that are out there and i think that's amazing and Yes. I'm I'm so proud that we're doing that right now. Yes. And yes. it's not just, you know, a lot of them I think a lot of the times people too forget that what Black Lives Matter mean is that minority lives matter. Yes. You know, it's two in one and if you're of you know, a color skin that is not white, that's what we're fighting for right now because we're all in this struggle together. And oh, yeah. you know, out here, luck. I I've been, I guess, privileged not to, in a way that I haven't been able to see that struggle myself right. that harshly in life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know. I'm just it's definitely I, a blessing. You know, like it is. Who wants but, to deal with that? Who wants to deal with the the challenges that my that? I can make, you know, I can make the conscious decision to support move, a movement that will prevent the next person from feeling like that. And, you know, I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud to be a part of that. Yes, girl, as you should, girl. Yes. Um, okay. So, and then just uh, moving to it, you know, a little bit beyond the Black Lives Matter. And, you know, I know that that's like a main focal point that's happening in our life on top of the, us being in the middle of a pandemic. Um, how has... <laughs> How has Dorona, girl, how has Dorona impacted your life? Like, oh you know, and even in the area that you live, I know that, you know, you're, you're um, on the, on the land and you're, you're in a tribe. So obviously it's, a, it's, it's like segregated, it's separate, right? So how, how would you say it's affecting like the environment, like your livelihood and just you in general, like, how would you say all that's happening for you guys over there? Honestly, it's really rough because for me, I, I am tribal and I do work for the tribe, but I do live in the city. So I travel um, about an hour and a half one way for work. Wow. Yes. And so, and that's, you know, that's one way. So at the end of the day, that's three hours total drive time. 
Wow, mm-hmm. on a daily basis? Yeah. Girl, you're brave. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> so doing that and then, you know, it's, I can't, you know, blow off some steam the way I want to. It's just, it's work and it's home. And even my dog, you know, like usually he's, we go on like two, three mile walks in the morning before I even leave. And then again at night. And so I we're going to places where there's like nobody there. You know, there's like no human interaction. Right. And then you go to go to work and, you know, the reservations, you know, kind of in the middle of nowhere. And so you go out there and it's like a ghost town. Nobody's out and about. Um, our chairman, uh, I guess, I guess, like in other terms, he would be like the president of the nation. We call them a chairman. And um, he's actually uh, made a resolution order, a stay at home order. Mm. Uh, so everybody on the nation still, as of right now, has to stay home. Wow. And, um, they're very strict about that. So right now, you know, the law enforcement, they're giving out tickets when you're out and about when you shouldn't be if you have no reason to be out. Um, if you're not getting groceries, if you're not doing something medical wise, you are getting a ticket for being out and about just for putting other people at risk. And I think right now the total cases on the reservation, thankfully, is only 110. Wow. Last okay. Okay. But you have to remember, you know, it's a small, it's a, it's a right. reservation. So yeah, you know, those are only the numbers they can put forth through there. But um, <clears throat> it's it's kind of it's rough, and even yeah. at this point, you know, like we're usually able to interact with our officers. Um, we can't even do that because they're exposed to it half of the time. So we literally pass uh, paperwork through like a glass drawer. Type mm, of deal or a plexiglass yeah. Um It's really lonely. <laughs> I will say that it's really yeah. lonely. It's scary um, because I have you know my niece and my nephew, uh, my brother's kids who live home at home with me, mm. and I scared every day of like coming home and possibly giving it to them. And it's just like get home, don't touch anything, shower, take your clothes off, and wow. you know stay away as much as possible. And it's it's getting rough because that human interaction is I need it and I don't have it we do you know we do need it you know it's necessary I feel you know I feel sad for like the kids like not being able to socially I feel like that's just like a given in life you know for people um you have to interact with others um to just those social skills right like just you learn so much and the diversity culture diversity like all of that is so important for for like i would say for children development so Mm -hmm. it's it's so sad to like be stuck in this situation and you know for our kids to be suffering through it you know because they don't know they don't know what's happening it's hard to explain the situation to them and but it's definitely a sad situation to be in and i just i can't it's another thing. It's one of just like, it's hard to wrap your head around it. You can't even believe that we're in this. You know, know. it's like, are, is this really happening right now? Like, seriously? Like, and speaking so- to people over the phone or on video chat is becoming the new norm. And that's literally all I do all day, day in and day out, is pick up that 911 call. And it's, you know, it's, it's insane that yeah. the only interaction that I have with people, aside from the ones that are at my home, Right. Yeah. That's, 
again we need that human interaction we need that the, the social is like we need to socialize like that is how we like create our identities and yeah. all that kind of stuff so it's like it's so sad that we're so stuck to this and there's so many opinions about the rona and all kinds of stuff gotta take care of ourselves you know we gotta take care of our health and if there's anything I can tell people is like just continue to boost boost that immunity system up because that's just gonna have your back, you know. So yeah. you that's just gonna be your saving grace. So sure, what is it that a drink that emergency? real or not? You know, whether it's real or not, whether you believe in it or not, like it's it's killing people. So it has to be real. So yeah, let's just take it for what it is and just work on your immune system and wear your damn mask and keep it pushing and you know hope for the better. Pray for it. Pray about it and we just have to take each day as it goes you know it's like we can't yeah. really predict the future we can't really do anything so and wash your freaking hands please wash your hands <laughs> wash your ass too while you're at it while you're uh, at it <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay last question and then we're and, and then we're done and this is it's gonna be a fun question okay to just kind of take a break from all this really serious business happening around the world um, so me and the guys have been having a discussion about mm-hmm. um, what would we give up, and so we're gonna ask all the all the, all the people that I'm interviewing today. So mm-hmm. this is a question: If you had to cancel one of these, would it be chicken or watermelon? Ooh, yeah, cancel it. I have cancel. to cancel one of those. Cancel one. Is it chicken or watermelon? I gotta cancel watermelon. I gotta have yeah. to again. <laughs> Girl, I gotta, dude, we can, my we can I gotta have that lemon yeah. pepper, that barbecue. Ooh. Oh my god, I gotta have that There's teriyaki. So much variety in chicken. Okay, you can have it crispy. You could have it grilled. You could have it bone in, bone out. You could have that shit deep fried or whatever baked. Sauteed. You can have it any kind of way, any flavor. Want. Watermelon is bland as fuck. I'm not even gonna lie, okay? Like, I don't it do watermelon. Is, even is, with, like, a little bit of tahini, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'll pass. You I'll made pass. me mouth water. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I'm gonna have watermelon, it has to have tahini because I don't know if I can just it's be like good. that. Like, unless it has to be, like, juicy as hell. But have if it's, like, bland... with it? I don't think so. Maybe I have... But I, I'm not a big watermelon eater, so I wouldn't even be able to tell you if I remember that. But oh my god, no, you gotta cut them. I mean, you gotta cut them into chunks. Then you gotta hit it cold with the chamoy, and then you have to hit it with the tahini. And then Ooh. tell me how you like it. Girl, I might even have some hot sauce today. My mouth is watering too. <laughs> <laughs> I on my chicken and my watermelon. <laughs> but yeah, we've been talking about it. You know, me and the guys and. Mm-hmm we're gonna probably talk about on our our next thing so i don't want to give away like who has said watermelon who has said chicken because it's been getting heated like we're over here trying to cancel each other like nah homie Um, (laughs) so you guys will be able to hear that in our next uh episode when we record next week but yeah it's it's been getting heated in the chat um i wanted to like get that going with everybody that i'm gonna be interviewing today because i thought it would be interesting but yeah that's Thank you for choosing chicken because I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna spoil it for everybody. I chose chicken too. Oh, okay. bitch! Uh, it's all about the chicken. It's all about the chicken. I'll do it for free, chicken. Um, but yeah, that's it. That that's the question that I have for you. Uh, you know, thank you so much for being available to do this and for you know just being down to uh, express yourself and 
just kind of tell us how you're feeling with all of this. I know that sometimes mm-hmm. in doing these type of conversations and they can be a little personal, they can be, you know, triggering or, you know, again, it's just, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to it's talk fun. about. So it I appreciate your, your vulnerability and just sharing space with me. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yes. Any final thoughts before we get off the phone? No, I just want y'all to wash your face, wash your hands, wash your ass, <laughs> put your fucking mask on because <laughs> I need to go to San Diego. I need a vacation. Okay. I, I need to go. Girl, come. Yeah. Oh, come through. You need I'll a vacation. Come you see? When those numbers drop, I will come through. <laughs> yes, girl. I'll let you know when them numbers drop. Girl, it's crazy over here. They're trying to sh- get me. Sh- shut us down now. Nah. All right. Well, thank you so much. I hope you have a great evening. And um, we should be having this episode up soon. Hopefully okay. by tonight. And yeah, I'll let you know when it's up. And thank you again. Appreciate All right. You. Thank you, Mama. All right, girl. <laughs> have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and move on to our second interview of the night. We're going to go ahead and talk to Tanil. Um, so go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, everyone. I'm Tanil. Um, I'm a San Diego native. I've lived here my whole life. Um, I have a biracial daughter who's 17. Um, and I've been following the Black Lives Movement uh, for a little while now. Yes, good. Yeah, this movement is definitely something we need to all be following at this point. Definitely. Uh, yeah, girl. You know, it's 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 tough times out there. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, with 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 that and everything else that's happening around the world, you know, I just I want to kind of get a feel of how you're how you're doing. You know, how would you describe your feelings with everything that's happening in the world right now, just overall? Um, like, at the moment, what are your feelings? Yeah, I feel I feel a really heavy weight on my shoulders. Like I have a lot of work to do. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah like there's a that. lot to unpack, um, and there's um, a lot to um, kind of maneuver through as we um, try and find a new normal. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. But would you say like, like what event? You know, I, there's so many things happening in the world, so it could literally be a, like, I, it could be anything. But what what event that's like happening in the world right now would you say is affecting you the most? Well, um, Black Lives Matter is definitely um, on the list. Um, obviously, I have a biracial daughter, and so um, that's something that um, strikes home. You know, mm-hmm. um, but I also work for the school district here in San Diego County, um, East County in El Cajon, and um, they're pushing us to go back to school um, and be amongst children when we're in a rampant pandemic right now. So, right. Um, there's actually a lot on my plate. <laughs> Girl, I, I feel that. I feel that. I work for yeah. the I work for the school district here in. Um, La Mesa Spring Valley School Districts. Okay. Um, and I, we haven't heard anything yet. Like, the latest was just like, you know, as of right now, we're going to be starting. We're not going back to school. It's going to be like all online social right. learning stuff and stuff. But we haven't heard right. like full blown details. So I have no idea like what's that even going to look like for me. Um, yeah. I'm not a teacher. I'm, I'm a campus attendant. But, you know, okay. I, I'm like, I, what's my job is literally to like watch kids. So <laughs> I'm like, yeah. What, how, how am I going to do that? Like, so I'm over here like, yeah. Do I even have a job anymore? Like, what's this gonna look <laughs> so, like? So, I, yeah, yeah I'm a paraeducator, so I work with um, okay. kids in special ed, yes. and the 
you, you can't, especially the little girl I work with, you know, like I can't be six feet away from her. So how's oh. that gonna look? How's that gonna work? Um, and I work for Cajon Valley and our superintendent, I don't know if you're up on any of his tweets, but um, he just recently called the governor of California um, a child abuser oh, for wow. saying that we should keep kids out of school right now. So wow. it's it's a very interesting time to be working um, for that school district for sure. Oh yes, it's literally like, I keep saying this phrase to people like, as cliche as it may sound, but like literally what a time to be alive. Like, Yeah, I say it to my daughter all the time. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's crazy, yeah. right? Like, oh my gosh, yeah. it's just, it's, yeah. it's so much to wrap your head around for sure. And yeah. it's very um, unpredictable and not really knowing what to expect. And I think that's what makes it hard. It's like, man, it's, I don't yeah. even know what to prepare for. I don't know what to be ready for. Like what's, I don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. Like there's so much overwhelming information happening on a daily basis. Like what am I supposed to do? You know, on a daily basis, Absolutely, you have to take it sure. like literally day by day at this point. Like you make these future plans, forget about it. Like you can say, <laughs> I'm going to do this. And next week it's like, Nope, we're quarantining. Like everybody needs to go back yeah. to the house and then never come out again. You know, it's like, yeah. My daughter is heading into her senior year of high school and she's missed out on um, college tours. Um, they had one planned out um, just before um, we were all sheltering in place back in March. And um, so, I mean, next week we have something planned to drive um, up the coast of California to explore three colleges, but even that is unpredictable. Like, what is that going to look like? <laughs> right. So, yes, yeah. because you don't know. You, you, you're gonna get there and then it's like nope we're, we shut down our doors yeah nope, we can't come on campus and yeah it's, yeah. it's very unpredictable so it, it definitely yeah. makes it really hard and yeah i, I I'm, I'm with you all the way um <laughs> you know just and then just i want to touch base more on like when we were talking about the black lighters movement and you resonating with it of course because it hits home yeah. with you having um a biracial daughter and with the movement i wanted to ask like Besides, you know, having your daughter and how much more has it impacted you? Like, ha like, have you have you been able to get involved in the movement or you like you and your daughter? Have you guys been able to kind of dabble into that, like kind of be a social yeah. in the fight type of deal? Definitely. So um, I, I, I think what hit me the most um, was years ago when um, Philandro Castillo was murdered in um, oh, Minnesota. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that one, I, I think that one struck a chord with me because I do work at a school district and knowing that he was a cafeteria manager, um, just knowing his heart, I, I never even met the man, but I just knew based on what he did um, that to be you know, racially profiled um, and then subsequently killed because of it, um, just really, it just really bothered me. So um, of course, that, yes. that's kind of when my, my shift started to take place. Um, and then they shot a man in El Cajon um, on the, in 2016. I remember um, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alfred Alongo. Yes. And um, he, um, he needed, he didn't need, police to come after him he needed psychiatric help and that broke my heart um I think again because it hit so close to home um he could have been my neighbor he could have had children in my classroom um so so that one definitely hit hard for me and we did have protests and I was down there with my daughter um um 
you know, showing support for the movement. Um, and um, we recently had um, protests here in La Mesa and we were there the day that they broke onto the freeway. Um, I, um, I choose I, I choose to show, you know, support. You can show support in different ways. I didn't have to go on the freeway <laughs> to show my support. Right. So um, I, I chose to stay back from that. Um, and we did leave early and we were involved in the tear gassing um, and what ultimately led to um, some buildings being just, you know, destroyed. Right. Um, so, and I give, I give money to, to movements. I give money to, um, until freedom, um, who it's a group, um, that, um, Tamika Mallory, I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she is involved with that. Mm. Um, Lee Merritt, he's a civil rights attorney who represents a lot of these families cases. So, um, he has a, an organization called grassroot law. So um, I donate money um, to the cause. Um, yeah, so I'm in it. <laughs> yes, that's beautiful. I'm in it. I, I was a part of the Lamesa um, protest as well. And, you know, okay. like you too, like I, I didn't do the whole freeway thing. Like I was, I, it, it, the, it happened, the walk was like happening in front of my house. So that's what I was a part of. Um, okay. Because I live like a block or two away from the police station. So that whole walk. Uh-huh. Um, that right. did coming down the street that was that, that yeah that's where I live so I was a part of that and then to when we were on our way back and we were passing my house I stayed behind because honestly I thought that it was over I thought they were walking back to the police department um, right to kind of continue to rally so I was I had stuff to do anyway so I had to go but I really wanted to um you know be a part of it you know give it my time give it my energy give it my voice um, yeah. and to just be out there to express myself and to, to, to know how it all went down because, you know, I, I don't know if you heard, but because I do live right here, the riots and everything, like literally the car that was on fire was literally right in front of my house. Right across the street. Yeah. So you're, you're over there by the social security building. Yes. I live across the street <laughs> from that building. So yeah, I got okay. to see people yeah. running up and down the streets, throwing rocks yeah. at the windows and just destroying stuff. And, you know, I, I said this in the podcast and the recording, I was like, look, I don't condone the violence, but let me move my car though, because I don't need no... I don't need no problem. Yeah. So do you. Yeah. Let, I'm not going to get in your way. You guys yeah. can continue to do what you got. Because they were literally uh, lighting fireworks right next to my car. And I was like, okay, yeah. I, need yeah. To, I need to adjust some things here, you know. So <laughs> I had a, I'm like, let me move my car. And please, you know, return back to business. Like, do what you got to do. Yeah. You know, but it, but it was very scary to just see all of it got to go down. And to literally be feet away from a flaming car. Uh, it was definitely an experience. And. But again, like, it, 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 of course, nobody's going to condone stuff like that. Nobody wants to see stuff like that happen. But I feel like because that stuff happened, I feel like it has created some sort of like to get the ball rolling, you know, like. The, the, oh, you know, for these, sure. These like little small changes here and there, you know, even down to the support of businesses and saying like they're, they they stand with the movement and, you know, people making changes about names and this and, you know, makeup lines. And we're not going to call this anymore. We're not going to call that this anymore to see yeah. this stuff. And as grateful as we are for those things, it's like at the end of the day, I'm like, we're not on the streets because we want you to change the, the name of that makeup line. Like we oh, are on the streets yeah. because yeah. we're trying to get justice for the people. We're screaming their names out on those streets. 
we want policies yeah we want policy change we don't i mean it's all beautiful it's a beautiful sentiment but that's not going to change lives it's, it's not. not going to get justice for those who have been killed right um, we we need policies we need in my in my i'm a huge supporter of defunding the police mm-hmm. um i believe that they get way too much money right. um and so um I just come from a background of education, you know, like working for the school district, you know, we don't get, you know, I, maybe you more than me, of course, I would say that you get to have a better look at what that looks like when it comes to like not having the enough budget and resources for teachers and educators and anybody who works in the, in the, in the school departments, you know what I mean? Like anybody who works yeah. in education knows that there's a problem. Yep. We definitely lack um, that social support. So psychiatrists or psychologists, um, just people, therapists that come in and, and just kind of work with these kids um, who have trauma in their life and that they need to unpack that and right. they can't do it because we don't have a budget for that person to come in and help them. Yeah. So it's definitely, um, And in general, I think that um, society holds police um, on a pedestal. Um, It's been ingrained in, um, you know, growing up and starting out in kindergarten, you know what I mean? They've they've, they've labeled them heroes. And um, at my school district, you know, you often get field trips where you go out to the front lawn and the police come and they show off their riot gear and their SWAT. Um, vehicles and I'm not quite sure what kind of message that's sending to children um, but I'm completely against it <laughs> I mean I could yeah. I could I could see like why you know like yeah you you guys bring out you know police officers are supposed to be people that we look up to for help people that are supposed to protect us and all that kind of cool stuff and as a child of course you don't see you don't understand fully you know like yeah how would you know and i've always thought about that too you know because you know i have kids too and they live here close by to where you know the to where the riots happen you know the police department's right there and the fire department's right right there so my kids do walking walking field trips to go there and i've always been just kind of like okay like i get the firefighter i could see that being a more like you know when there's a fire and it's like okay and the police is just kind of like we protect you guys and it's it's just really sad that you guys are teaching our kids a different narrative of what the police is supposed to be like and then they grow up to think we allow these children to to grow up and think that police are good people which you know I'm not going to say that all of them are bad you know they grow up to think that police are going to be there to protect them if something happens and to know that that's not that may be an option for some races but to know that for maybe some minorities they grow up to think like yeah police are supposed to protect me and to come to find out that they have to start feeling that that's not yeah. true. Yeah. Or, or, or you have to look at that too as a white narrative almost. You know, what are what are white children being taught in their homes about police and what are black and brown children being taught about police? I mean, right. it's, it, honestly, it's a, two different narratives, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Um, and so um, for for them to come to the school, you know, that might set some black and brown children um, through anxiety, you know, that to see them and and not be comfortable with them or what they did to their dad or what happened to their mom or, you know what I mean? Like, yes. So it's, it's not really um, something that I think a lot of um, teachers who are predominantly white don't um, necessarily 
um, look at all the aspects. Right. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. and that's the whole point of this movement. I know that it's like, it's, it's about police brutality. And of course we want to bring justice to, to these uh, executions that we're seeing, like that we're witnessing right. as a country, right. but more so the movement of just like equality, equity, you right. know, it's, we should be able to treat each other the same, regardless of what we look like. And that should be a narrative that should start in the schools. You know, like that, yeah. I've always said, like, if we're going to make change, like it needs to start with our, our generations, our future is like, we'll, we'll, we'll do what right. we can, but like set up our future generations to be better and not yeah. to, to, to have to go through what we're going through. Like, again, like, let's not repeat the cycle. Let's learn from the cycle. Um, right. And do better. Right. Like, isn't yeah. that what we want for our kids? We want them to live a life where they don't have to fight for themselves because right. of the color of their skin. It's like, absolutely. It's 2020. We shouldn't have to be doing that anymore. It's just, yeah. it's just so sad, you know? So, um, and, and just moving forward in more of the, of the stuff that's happening around the world, you know, you express that, you know, being a teacher in the middle of a pandemic and being told that you're going to have to go back to work and, you know, put your life at risk being around kids and those kids putting their life at risk by going back to school, you know, Besides that happening, how would you say the this pandemic has affected you? Like impacted the life and the you know the way that you live and your livelihood. How would you say it has affected you? Um, it slowed me down a lot. Um, I'm a single mother who was working two jobs to make ends meet. Um, and um, I'll be completely honest with you. I'm making more money um, sitting at home um, than I did busting my ass for two jobs girl so um that in itself is a problem oh yeah that, that that's something um that's that's a whole nother topic right <laughs> and i think and a lot of people don't see it like that like you see it as like you know that's obviously there's a problem there right other yeah. people are like oh fuck that i'm not going back to work yeah look at all this money i'm making there's people yeah. out there who don't understand like okay you you might be making this money that's cool and all it's it's for a reason right you're getting this money so that way you can survive because you cannot go to work and because it's hard to go to work right now even if there was a job available to you you know it's used i'm just like i hope that people are using their money wisely and that they're saving it and that they're they're using it for what really matters at this point like you we shouldn't be shopping up and down the streets right now you should be using that money because we don't again just going back to that unpredictability we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow we don't know what's going to happen next week everything can change at any given day and i absolutely it already has you know i went back to work um well i'm working um via zoom i'm online um working with children um in summer school so i got that that job still you know consistent i'm able to do that from home but um i work at a clothing store and so we were able to go back um at the beginning of june and now again it was um closed um as of like a week ago right um because all indoor activities um were to seize and um the mall i worked at was an indoor mall so again i find myself back on unemployment um and like you said i don't know how long this is going to last how long the stores are going to be closed how long you know um uh, the pandemic um stipend that people in unemployment were getting is ending apparently on the 25th yeah it's supposed to um, end like this friday 
Right. So what does that look like for people who say they weren't able to save money? Let's say that they was everything they had to pay rent and put groceries on the table. Like at what point now are we dealing with, I I don't have, I can't live on unemployment alone, you know? So yeah, it is very scary. It is very scary. It's, I think about that a lot. Like uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to be in an okay space and I am, you know, I'm collecting unemployment too. And um, yeah, it is a is a blessing to receive more money than you usually receive. You know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. Making more yeah. money, like of course that's a that's a really true blessing. But as as fast as this blessing is here, it can be snatched away. So we cannot get right. comfortable with this with this you know quote quote blessing. But it does make me think about others. It makes me think like damn, like other people are probably like barely making ends meet. And I I've seen a lot of stories. I've heard a lot of stories of people who are like if they take away this like extra stipend. I don't even know how I'm barely making it now. How am I going to yeah. do it when they take it away? You know, and I think about yeah. that and I'm like, man, like people are living in some tough ass times. And it's, it, it's crazy yeah. that as much as we want to go out there and get jobs, like you, you have like people with master's degrees trying to get jobs at like grocery stores because they need to make ends meet. Yeah. It, it's, it's a very sad situation overall. And definitely we just have to take, again, just taking a day by day, be grateful for the blessings that we have. And, um, pray on this you know every night to just to yes. hope for better outcomes for for better news the next day and I, I think more important than everything is just like it's a way to keep ourselves sane you know like what De- definitely it's a struggle it's it's a it's I think I can see how this is it could be very detrimental to people and affecting the mental health of people very severe for us to check that and um I always suggest people like you know keep that immunity boost Yes. Uh, going up, you know, yeah. boost, boost up that immune system because yeah. if, if we, you catch if you catch it, you're gonna need to fall back on your immune system. To we stay you. drinking the emergency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I take like those wellness ginger shots from Bob. Yeah. <laughs> this is my breakfast. This is me telling the Rona, do not come over here because I got ginger shots all up in me. Okay. Yeah. I, I, you know, honestly, like I lay in bed at night, like. How, like, if I was to catch it, like, how is that going to affect me? I don't have any underlying conditions that I know of, but there's, like, perfectly healthy men and women out there who, in my opinion, shouldn't have been dying from this that are. And so, right. how, how am I, mean, you know, I'm a little overweight. How is that going to affect me? So, Girl. like, I, I, I just it's scary and people aren't really taking it that serious and that's another scary part yeah i think whether you believe it or not whether you think it's a whatever theory or uh um you know just fake news whatever whatever you think about it regardless of what you think about it it's happening people are dying people are sick people are being affected heavily by this and you know at this point just wear your damn mask and just that's it you know just, just exactly wear it. exactly just wear it and and if you don't want to wear it at least wear it for others wear it for your kids wear it for your family members so that way you don't get them sick or whatever and, you know and so, wear it right can we put it over your nose i mean i don't know how many people <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i see so many people i'm always like and mine slips all the time i'm not even gonna lie girl i got no. so my shit just like and i'm always having to like bring it all the way up all the time so but I gotta do it, you gotta do it. If I right? can do it, you could do it, right? Yeah. I got a big nose and you have a small nose. We could do that together. Like, we can do this. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're just gonna continue to tread lightly, you know, and then just kind of see where life takes us. 
Um, and then just to finish off our interview, I want to ask you a fun question just to, okay. you know, I know we've been talking about some really deep, serious stuff. So just to kind of turn it around and end on a light note, right. um, I want to ask this question because me and the guys have been battling this question for a while. Okay. And we want to get your input on this. So here it is. If you had to cancel one of these, which one would it be? Would it be chicken or watermelon? Ooh, watermelon. Yes, girl. yes. Uh, that's what I said. I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil the other answers, but let me just tell you, we are in, we are battling in our yeah. in our little private chat that we have. Nice. So we, we 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 battling because some people did not say chicken, and I'm like, what? What? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, I mean, I don't know about watermelon. Like, it has to be really sweet, and I have to add some like tahin on it or something to spice it yeah yeah (laughs) i just can't be like yeah i want some watermelon just for no reason i can't there's so much you can do with chicken and there's not a lot you can do with watermelon you can't do shit with watermelon (laughs) you know what i mean like i I feel you you make it you can grill it you can fry it you can make it different flavors it could be bone in bone out it's right Dark light, don't, like. don't play with me, my chicken. Okay, don't right. play. Leave the chicken right alone. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for being no on problem. Thank you for inviting but, me uh, in. Of course, yes. Um, we'd love to just hear from people and talk, to, and we want to do this more often and um, get people who like support us and listen to us and just kind of get where they're at, you know, because you guys are important just as we are important. We want to include you into this process and get everybody's feedback, and yeah. again, just being grateful for sharing the space and being available to do it and um, opening yourself up to, to what you're feeling, what's going on in your life. And, you know, it, it could be personal. Maybe a lot of people, it could be triggering too. So, uh, you know, I appreciate that. And you being open and sharing the space with me and sharing your vulnerability with me. I, I, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You are welcome. All right. Well, that's right. it. And okay. I'll let you know when the episode is up so you can go ahead and take a listen on how it went. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great night. All right. You too. Bye. Okay, bye. Okay, and moving on to our third interview and last interview of the night, we're going to be talking to Ayana. So, hi, Ayana. Hello, hello. How are you? Hi, good. Um, so, yeah, just tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started. Where to start? No, um, hi, everyone. My name is Ayana. I also go by Yaya. Um, a little bit about myself. I'm here from San Diego. I'm a small business owner. Yes. Um, slash entrepreneur trying to do it. And other than that, I just travel a lot. <laughs> yes, you do, girl. Yes. You do. <laughs> um, yes. Um, so um, basically, we're, we're just trying to get a feel of how everybody's doing while the world is facing a lot of adversity. And I just want to check in with you first, you know, like how, you know, how would you describe like how you're feeling um, with everything that's happening around the world right now? Like, what are your like, like, what are your feelings like right now present? That you're feeling at this moment with everything that's happening present um first and foremost thankful um just that my immediate you know world is safe you know and is okay so thankful for that but i think on the outside of that is just the world is heavy right now oh <laughs> that's like, yes that's like that's like the feeling how I can sum it up is that there's just this heaviness heaviness darkness and a lot of chaos and um so yeah heavy 
yeah that's that's the best way I can um, describe it I agree I agree it's definitely heavy out there you just it's a lot it's a lot to to process on a daily yeah you know it's not just like okay something happened I would have like a week to process it it's like shit is happening daily so daily by the minute by it's the just minute like, oh. and it's hard to catch up it's hard to process all that at one time so it's it, it, it can be hum- uh, it, be- it, it becomes a lot and it becomes yeah. too much so I, I, I feel that heaviness too I, I definitely agree with you um, and out of like everything that's happening in the world what would you say is like like which event would you say is affecting you the most what event is mm, I don't know if there's like one defined thing but I think just in general the state of our our country um mm, as it reflects to other, um, just from me talking to friends in different countries, like they're all going through it. You know what I mean? Like with the coronavirus and things. Um, but I, it just seems like their worlds are, I don't know, a lot's just going on in the U S but I would say the, the biggest thing, yeah, I think the pandemic, um, because it kind of casts a shadow on, I don't know, on everything else, but I think the pandemic, um, has most affected me. And I, I forgot, I was talking to one of my friends and I was telling them, I was like, you know, I'm such an outgoing person and I'm a person that like loves to be around my friends and my family and out and about having fun. And what I've noticed is like a withdrawal from that for me. And one, because I mean, we're in a pandemic, so going out and gathering all those things are um, looked down upon or like things that we're, you know, are not very helpful. But, like, even just, like, because I'll be honest, I have not quarantined, meaning I have not seen anyone that's not in my household or, like, I haven't gone to the beach or, you know? Like, yeah. the only thing I think I haven't done yet is, like, eat at a restaurant, which it, which is totally fine. But, um, but even just in the very small group of people that I've allowed myself to be around, like, I see myself, especially my family. My family, like such a big thing in my life and like we'll have things that I know it's just going to be our family and I just have this anxiety and this like desire to not go which feels so weird so I think the anxiety and um the distancing you know yeah now mentally dis uh disassociating with people has been the, the the biggest impact because I'm like whoa like I can't believe I'm like second guessing like hanging out with my family you know like not like yeah. oh, people are going to the bar it's like no not second guessing that but like second guessing like seeing my family who are like either visiting from out of town or just the family here and so I'm like where do you like where's where do you move that line between protecting yourself and being aware that hey there's a pandemic but also like not wanting to live in a shell you know like this yeah like that that constant battle of like I know that I can go out there if I wanted to but like again it just goes back to like how you were saying like this is who I am like maybe I can describe you like you're like a social butterfly right like yeah you you you're 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 used to being surrounded by people you're used to being surrounded by a lot of energy um and that's the energy being reciprocated right and so to know to now be in a space where it's been forced on you to not be do that it's like again it, it, it goes down to like that mental health of like look like you have to reevaluate everything yeah everything especially like you speak on your family and it sounds like you have a really close relationship with them and that's something that you do a lot and to know that you now have to question even that thing something that comes naturally to you of yeah. spending time with people that you have accustomed to spend time with the whole your whole life 
and now to be like wait I don't know I don't know how I feel about that you know, that's it, it, it's detrimental it's detrimental yeah. to some people it hurts it hurts to like not be in a space where you can really like trust your instincts because you don't know what those yeah. instincts really are or right like now. trust things you know what I mean you're like man because you don't you're also like for me in particular I am pretty much other than my I have younger siblings but they're not of age that can actually go out to the store cook provide for the household and so even that is like a constant like wait because you're like I have to go to the store and come back and like what if you know it's always just like what if I go to the store and I touched a banana and like that's the one banana I didn't really clean and then it has the coronavirus you know you're like Especially because, like you said, you're bringing it back home to... You're not coming back to a a, a space by yourself. You're coming back to a household uh, full of people. And you have to think about all of that. And you didn't have to think about that before. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's definitely... Yeah, there's definitely things that I'm like, I didn't even think about, like... I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that. And then it's kind of forcing you. Um, And then it also... It kind of plays a mind game of, like... I was talking to one of my friends and I was like, yo, so-and-so went to a a family thing and they knew someone there may have been exposed to COVID and they still went, what the heck? And my friend called me out. She's like, well, you have family events. You like hang out with your friend. And I was like, that's, I was like, that is true. Like I was, my justification, I was like, well, they knew that someone might, you know, and I would never go to something if I knew. But the flip side is that unless everyone that I've hung out with I know that they got tested and after that they stayed in an isolated like germ for you know there's you yeah. actually don't know and so actually yeah she kind of called me out but I was like it's because it feels very unnatural to not be around people and me even more specifically I was I had moved out of the country it was gone for six months and I got back to the U.S. Um, literally the coronavirus is already a thing meaning it had been heard about in Asia and it was kind of like on the news. Right. Um, but it wasn't a big thing. Like I left South Africa, South Africa with no problem and flu and there was nothing. And I got home and I feel like like a week after I got home is when it was like, there's a lockdown. There's this, there's that. And so for me, I'm like, I haven't seen anyone in six months. <laughs> and it's <laughs> like, the first thing, of course, I want to do is like, oh, get, get together, everyone. And it was like, trying to rush to do it like it, it was my birthday you know it was like kind of like all right so just trying to get everything in you know yeah because at first it wasn't really in the U.S. and so I was like okay something's brewing and me being like okay people travel so if it's there like whatever that is is eventually gonna make its way make its way and I remember it was my birthday so I was like I gotta do all this like just trying to get in and I think like on my sister's birthday we ended up going out and that was like right before they're like we're about to close bars down and I was like YOLO gotta go to the bar (laughs) yeah man it's yeah it's it's been a lot it's It's been a lot and you know kind of like what I've been kind of saying in the other interviews is just like everything's very unpredictable you know and and it's hard to plan it's hard to really think like unless it's like you're planning like a year from today and even that can seem a little like nervous yeah like nerve-wracking because it's like I mean at this point I can't be surprised if we're still in this position a year from now because everything yeah everything changes like by the minute by the day and it's hard to plan anything like people are like okay 
yeah, people are like, oh, look at that. Things are opening up and people made birthday plans and all this stuff. And next thing you know, it's like we're closing up and people are like having to cancel these events. People who have had to reschedule their wedding like three times. Yeah, already. it's 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 wild. It I, is I, wild. I kind of felt like that that was what was going to happen. I think people were being a little cavalier, like, oh, it's fine. Like two weeks, we'll do this and everything will be fine. And I'm like, no. Like you have like when you have the reality of like this thing a, a month ago, I'm in a different country and it was like, oh, it's not even here. It's nothing to a month later. It being like the entire world right. is shut down. So I was like, yeah, there's no way. And I think just the attitude of Americans, unfortunately, we are we are all um, me included. Um, a bit privileged and how we even go about things that we feel like are against us like for instance um this lockdown right people are like oh my god i'm on lockdown the government like i can't do anything but in like reality we could go to target you can go to home depot you can go to bevmo you can go to all these things that weren't i in some countries are like that's not essential why do you need to be able to go to Home Depot, for instance, you know, like why does right. that store need to be open or like even being able to to do takeout food? Um, I talked to friends um, in South Africa and they were like, the only thing in their country that was open was the doctors, like the hospital, or um, a grocery store, and they don't they kind of have like a department store but they don't have like targets basically right Right. like these like very easy accessible places that have clothes and food and and things that are not necessity they don't really have these the stores the stores are kind of like for your food you go to the grocery store for your clothes you go to a clothing store right you know all these things and they're like that's it they do have like a they have uber eats they have the services they're like oh all that shut down you can't even go to a restaurant you have to make your food. Alcohol sells. It hurt my heart because they like to drink. <laughs> and it hurt my heart because I was like, during quarantine, I became like a whole bar. I was like, what drink am I going to make today? You know, these little pleasantries that were like, this is our right. We should be able to buy alcohol and tobacco and, you know, you know, all these things. It's like, yeah, you don't actually need that, any of those things to survive. Right. Um, just to talk to other people. And they're like, no, literally. I, I had to like I like had to make a deal with two people. I was like, all right, this guy has some illegal booze. How can you get it to this guy? Because it was literally like no alcohol sales, no um, restaurants are open. Like you have to go to the grocery store. And then there's their like stipend, you know, we got like the stimulus check. Right. Which I think theirs was like the equivalent of getting like thirty dollars a month is what they the <gasps> government was providing. Wow. Um, there. And then I talked to another friend in Morocco and he's like, there's no like assistance. And even in Morocco, it's even, I mean, it's even crazier. Uh, they have, um, I'm blanking on the name of these big kind of like shopping centers. Mm-hmm. But um, imagine like your source of food is more from like a street vendor type of situation. Like you buy at markets and yeah. then you have COVID where it's like, people don't have walmart you know i think that people are just like this is everywhere like everyone just has this access and it's like people really don't there's places that i stayed in africa they barely on a normal day have access to um 
running water, elect like like basic necessities. Yeah, like electricity, dude. We were in West Africa, and it's like there's continuous rolling blackouts. There's not even access to the internet. Like how we have, like you and I probably pay a monthly thing for our Wi-Fi, right? Right. It's unlimited. It's just Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi all day long. In these countries, you pay literally for like bytes of by the internet and shit. And so it's like, if you only buy this, it's it. And you have to, and it's very expensive when you exchange the currency, what they have to pay. So then imagine in this, right? Yeah. Your businesses are closed. The government is not put together where they can provide you these things. Lots of people are living in these rural situations. um, And we're over here like, I have to wait in line with the mask for Target. Like, when like I get my groceries deliver when like and it's just like all Americans you know it's not just it's all of us right there's these things that we very much take for granted that has happened during this pandemic and even the place not even the worst uh, yeah. of it and so it's it's very much um interesting I feel you girl I feel you it's it's a very interesting time to be alive that's for damn yeah um um, and just you know moving a little bit um to a different topic um we'll come back to this this rona situation but um another thing that's obviously happening in our at least in our country for sure is um the black lives matter movement and i just wanted to ask you like how you know i know that you being a black woman um how would you say that this has impacted you? You know, like, have you been able to get involved or, you know, kind of be like the soldier in the front lines and, you know, be fighting out there, stuff like that? Like, how has this affected you? Um, I think that, I, I, I guess I can't speak for all Black people. I would say for most Black people, unfortunately, it's one of those, like, this isn't a surprise. So you're almost mm-hmm. desensitized, almost, Um to what's going on because I think right now a lot of people including black people are awakening to these things that aren't new at all Mm -hmm. like there are people and I love my friends that are not black that have been posting and speaking and protesting and all these things but they're this year becoming aware of things that I as a black person on this earth for 30 years have already known and experienced you know so for for me there's a little desensitization um, desensitization is that how you say it? whatever yeah um but also there's like a bit of hope of like people coming together and it relieving some of the um weight from people that have that work in social justice and that this is their life you know there are people that dedicate their life to this every day you know every day yeah and there are others like us that are privileged to be like that's not the line of work i'm in so i get to kind of pick and choose you know how this affects me in in a sense um and so i think that it's nice that there is this uprising of people that are kind of carrying that burden um with other people as far as getting involved um i really want to go out and protest but uh and i I know that if there was not a pandemic, um, I would have been out there, but I I do have a, a young um, child in the home who um, in, immune system is compromised along with him. For me, I was like, I want to be involved, but luckily I, I 
wasn't disheartened like oh I can't go out and protest you know yeah that's just my personal situation um but just you know supporting in other ways and reaching out to friends that I know that are involved and just asking them like hey what are simple ways that I can get involved that other people can get involved and really it's just spreading awareness having conversations with people having difficult conversations um with people checking um like my own privilege checking my heart you know things like that so yeah um, yeah yeah but I think for the most part unfortunately hearing about police brutality or inequalities it's like it's kind of nothing new um it's sad it's still sad because you're just like like for reals like could we just get it together it just seems it seems simple i know it is not but it's just like damn so no it's i mean it's it, it does sound simple but at the same time it's like it's 2020 dude like come why are we still dealing with this shit yeah you know why are we still having to deal with this this inequality this this suppre- this oppression you know the yeah. segregation like all of that and you know not just you know black people but just minorities in general you know and it's not it's it's just that it, the conversation obviously has been around for a really long time and yeah. it's just it's never really been fostered the way it has been fostered in this last like three months so yeah it's 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 hopeful to see you know to see some change happening and although we want we're not seeing the 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 change we want like immediate change that we want right now obviously we're not true like we're not getting it but the ball has been it's been rolling on a on a on a more consistent basis i would say in getting more people involved to talk about this yeah um and like you said it's it's getting people to have those really tough conversations and having people to have to check their privilege and even people you know even down to the color people of color even down to like you know somebody like me like i definitely have to check and just be like you know like what's what privilege do i hold um you know, and have that conversation and, you know, having that conversation with my kids, uh, of, you know, just, it's a lot, it's yeah. a lot, but it's, it's, again, it's hopeful. I'm hopeful that the small things that we see are going to transpire into something positive. And I can't say that in my lifetime, I, I will see ultimate change, but I'm hoping that in my lifetime, we can achieve major steps that my children in the future won't have to go out there and be protesting for something that, people have been protesting for the past like 50 years you know what I mean yeah and I've someone posted something they're like dude all this is all this is is human rights you know um yes if like I was talking I'm always talking to someone but anyways me and one of my best (laughs) friends we're having this conversation because there is this thing about race and like even the whole concept construct of it is is bullshit but it's where you also have to play into it right like i will never diminish and say we just need to say all people mad like that's not gonna happen but in a real world without all these things going on that really would be your heart right is that you actually don't see um color or gender or you know these other things that make people different that you could just it just would solely be based on character but um that's like a dream world dystopia that we will not be <laughs> living in anytime soon <laughs> and since we can't um I think it's instilling empowerment and unfortunately for black people when we are trying to empower it is seen as threatening you know to other people um 
or yeah it's just it's a lot it brings up a lot i i've seen a lot of um things that confuse me like uh the hashtag what is it like say her name right mm-hmm. like that was coined for sandra right. and the young lady that was murdered vanessa and i cannot pronounce her last oh. name gigan gian um someone posted and was like whatever like they want justice and say and then they said say her name and then another girl that was latina was like we do not need to like to take away from black lives matter by using their blah 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 and i was just like whoa 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 like how are you creating division in something like that like say yes yeah, say her name too like I, right I mean it's like it doesn't need to be this like we cannot speak it is only time for everyone that's black to speak. like whoa like especially from brown people i'm like hold on <laughs> there are things don't get and started don't get there started too. that will be a whole different conversation when it comes to what i have witnessed and what i have seen when it comes to conversations coming from my people like my my colored people right yeah like my, my hispanic and, background and girl i I, i'm i'm disappointed i'm disappointed but yeah but there's like things where i'm like that's not a there that is not someone trying to cause division or take away because her life like yes say her name like there this is a woman who was you know that we need to seek justice after and so i was like when there's things like that's like let's not create like weird division within the movement of people trying to uplift and free people from this oppression like let's not go against each other right and and so it's like just seeing that like this makes it all weird and it it, it's just kind of like you really have to do what you can and you know start to pay attention but also hold yourself accountable to like how much do I actually pay attention to local politics which is something that was I mean I was aware of for myself I'm not I don't get into politics in general um but what all this has shown me is that that ignorance or that choice to not engage is why things are the way they are and so having to check myself and be like, I've never listened into a city council meeting, let alone written in and been posted. You know what I mean? And right. I, that's something that I was doing. And I was like, oh, like, this is how you engage in civil things and things that are tangible to you and that are real. Everyone's like, ah, the government, the big government. It's like, okay, so let's talk about local normal people that really don't have the power or, well, some of them might have the money, but you know what I mean? Like our local government, your community, you know, there is groups in your community, your, you know, like your council in your area. You, those people are not the same high powered, you know, like, powerful people and so it's like engage in that engage in things that really do affect your community and what's going on and um but yeah having had that conversation that I was not doing that and therefore I called myself out like you can only speak about things that you are trying to change right if you really don't engage in politics and it's like really you don't even need to be having a conversation because at the end of the day if you were um Sorry for the airplane. Not I'm outside. <laughs> the baby sleeps. So I was like, let me go outside. If you're not actually dealing and paying attention to things um, that have an effect in your life and people around you, then it's like, what what conversation do you, can you really have with someone that is doing that 
um, because we are all responsible um, in some way for the way that our world looks and I think if we all took that on Mm-hmm. then we would actually see change because then like I said you start to be like oh so like if I read up on the people that are on my city council and I went out and voted I would I would know why this policy is here or why this money is being spent here it's it's because the people that are engaged at the most you know, and for the most part are the people that are enacting these these changes and so hopefully all this hype is not hype you know yeah i know we've all seen it die down in the media of protests even though they're still going on people have gone back to what people are already going to say is business as usual right right like, okay we're all hyped for these like four weeks and everyone's getting black lives matter shirts and everybody's doing this and then it's kind of like okay anyways like that was you know that's over and so right it's it's just daily checking in being like but it's not over there's still things you know going on in the world and and people just need to 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 do something what they can do and like I said their little world because if ever like I said if everyone was involved then I think that the the way that even just our city is would be different oh yeah I agree the more I mean obviously the more soldiers we have out there fighting and having this conversation and spreading this awareness then there's so much that we could achieve collectively yeah you know even down to the pandemic even down to as much as we lots of people don't want to be all up and wearing these stupid masks and whatever it's like even down to that like if we just literally work together to just get rid of this issue that we're dealing with and just focus on the bigger picture at hand of just getting back to normal so we can you know people can go back to their livelihoods and people can not be stressed out about how they're going to pay their bills you know what i'm saying like let's just yeah. if we work collectively we can get this done you know and, and and then going into that into that you know i know that you were talking about how that's affecting you too and you know the rona like how it's affecting you like socially wise you know because that's something yeah. that you were used to but like besides that is there like anything else that you feel like it's impacted like how it's impacted your life or your livelihood um I think I'm very fortunate that because of the circumstance of me, like I said, moved and came back, um, I came back to just a different situation. I'm now like um, in the process of getting custody of my niece who's young. And so for me, it's an, I'm luckily uh, was able to get like receive unemployment and to actually be here to be here with this nine month old because to be honest, you know, if not, I don't even know if that worked out basically. So I have been fortunate that there, that has been kind of the silver lining is that I've basically been able to, you know, raise my niece and, um, thankfully was, was able to come home from that situation to a place where I'm living with family for now, you know? So, you know, there's other people who are like, they got to pay bit. Like, I mean, I do have bills, but like, I'm not having to run an entire household, you know, and I right. was able to, um, like I said, receive unemployment. And so um, it's definitely, you know, been helpful. Um, and I know that my uh, situation is is unique to what other people around me are having to deal with, whether it's friends that are, you know, some friends are working from home, but, you know. Some friends are, you know, they're essential workers, so they're having to 
you know, going to work. There's friends that have tried to do unemployment insurance at work. You know, I've talked to all these people. And so I right. know from talking that I'm in a very unique um, uh, situation where it, it's been positive. Right. Um, it's, again, like you said, it's, it's the, it's the silver lining compared yeah. to a lot of people and, and, and what they're facing. It's, you, yeah, you, you and I know, I, man, I feel for, uh, you know, the school year is coming, you know, just talking to my mom friends, you know, I get to call <laughs> them that now, um, <laughs> that have school-age kids, and they're just like, um, some of them are, are essential workers and have to go into, an, you know, into work, and they're like, yo, my kid, who, you know what I mean, they're like, right. they're forced to then be like, I'm already dealing with childcare on a, a level right now because I have to go to work. Now you're saying for even longer, I need to now figure this out. And then when they're, you know, it's summer now. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure a lot of parents are breathing a sigh of relief. Like I don't not, I don't have to be a teacher right now. You know, I can breathe, but it's like, it's up. It's now I need to, you know, you're stepping in, in a way that is, is different. Mm-hmm. And so I think, especially like said for parents that are have to work outside the home that's like super stressful to oh, think yeah. like i have to teach my kid but how am i going to teach my kid because i gotta go to work during when they're having instruction and you know there's all these things so um hopefully they figure something out i, I um it's like i have my thoughts on that but i also am speaking from someone that doesn't have to send a kid to school right and also who like in my family my mom um, doesn't work so even though my brothers are school age she's here you know um, but I know that there's other parents that I'm like who Chile yo I don't know what I, I do <laughs> you're in I'm, I believe you're in that predicament right because yeah. your yeah. kids are I'm ha- you know and, and, and even again if some situations some people are fortunate more than others you know like you said it's like I'm fortunate to have to be home and that this my situation it works and like you know your mom's at home and then like all of your siblings are at the school age at your mom's home and y'all can help them yeah part of it but you know I've heard so many stories of like families saying saying stuff like I I'm gonna have to quit my job if I'm gonna have to teach my kids from school I'm gonna have to let go of my job but like how am I gonna pay my bills you know it's yeah it's a really stressful thing and uh, for me it's you know I'm a full-time student and obviously as a full-time student, we're not going to school. It's going to be yeah. fine, but it's going to be online. So it, it gives more room for, you know, for being home. But, you know, I work for the school district and my job right now is on the line right now because my job pertains to, like, watching children. So if I'm not watching children, yeah. what am I doing? You know, am I going to have a job still? Y'all going to continue to pay me? What's up? You know, so. Yeah. It's a lot to there's a lot it's to crazy. It's a lot to think about, and even just down to like at first it was kind of like I don't know what I'm gonna do with these kids. Like, all right, yeah, let's go read some, let's go do this, let's go do that. But now I feel like they've had all summer to prepare for this, and I now I feel like it's gonna be a lot more pressure of like, okay, your kids have been out of school since March, and now it's like boom, here's school back again, and now the responsibility yeah. on our on the parents, the pressure on the parents of like, okay, now I gotta get my kids up to speed, and especially for some parents who were like working the entire time who couldn't like be there and give their kids that education while they were at home you know when all this first started so to now be in a space where like oh I'm gonna have to find a way to dedicate time to you because this is like legit now like at first it was just like we don't know what's gonna happen let's just kind of take it easy 
Yeah, yeah. And like speaking, we can't take it easy now. Like what I teach you is going to be something that you're going to need to learn and have ready to go when we can go back. Yeah. Yeah. And talking to like my friends that are teachers, uh, you know, they also weren't, I think some parents are just like, oh my God, these terrible schools, but they actually weren't prepared for this extended shutdown oh no they kind of were told like oh you know school's gonna be closed for two weeks get what you need for the two weeks and then schools were closed yep you know and they're like we literally had one day to get everything in our classroom and like you know so and sandy you know depending on where your kid's school is they're not set up for online learning no you know and so that's something that they had to kind of finesse um i'm hoping again i'm also grateful that I kind of get to just watch it happen. Um, but I, I, I do hope that they're preparing, you know, the teachers and um, bettering the classroom and all that stuff. Because just dealing with, I have two high schoolers here and they're just like, even I was like, yeah, this is not really it. Like, <laughs> this is not, this, this is not how is you not do school. Like, this, this is, is not user not friendly. This is, but it's also because it's like teacher weren't teachers weren't giving grades or they were just like giving erroneous things. Like one of my my brother's teachers, like I'll give you an A if you just log in, and I'm like, okay, so we're not getting instruction. Like, yeah, you're just saying if the kid shows up. So you know what I mean? It's it's like, can we all have all prepared now then? Right. Like <laughs> to to do this because at the end of the day, regardless, you needed to be prepared to teach the next fall right so we just gotta adjust we're gonna i mean we we about to find out you know like that's, yeah that's, that's coming up in the next couple of weeks so school's about to be back in session for a lot of districts so we about to find out what 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 what, what yeah how they prepared I'm, and how this is all gonna roll out you know so I'm, I'm very interested to see how this is gonna play out and okay i'm hoping that it's gonna be um good it's gonna be positive and we're not gonna have to do anything crazy yeah. like it should be interesting i i don't i uh, yeah i i don't know i think there's a few districts in san diego that are opening maybe alcohol has already or is going to um but i know in other states you know that they are opening schools and like my friend was like telling me kind of how they're trying to set it up and i'm just like okay so it's, <laughs> i mean i used to work kids y'all have kids yeah you know, I was like, kids are gross. Yeah. Like, That's like, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Like, my kid is not going to keep their, his mask on all damn day. I'll tell you that damn right now. Like, my kid's not going to do it. So, yeah, I'm going to keep his ass at home. His badass self. Like, nope. We can stay home. There's a lot. That is completely fine. So, I there's just... a lot. And then there's class sizes. And I don't know if you saw the, um, there was some meme going around and someone was like, this is when teachers need to charge $250 a kid a week. A blo- it was this whole thing basically being like, hey, teachers, you guys are worth all this. Like, you guys could be tripling your income. Oh, yeah. I by saw that. doing that. And I was just like, I think people need to really reread and process what was just said. Who got $250 a week to be paying y'all like that? Not a lot of people. Right. Not a lot of people, and then the the me like just teach. And I was like, cool. So have you talked to a a teacher that has thirty kids? So you're saying to take ten kids and leave twenty kids stranded, but go ahead and make your money. And it's like that's 
the logic not, this is work <laughs> the logic but it is, is um you know that um privilege you know yes um, right it's in everything it's in everything and i feel like just coming down and you know overall with everything that's happening you know down to the black lives matter and everything that we're dealing with the injustice system and um and then with this pandemic like it has really been very eye-opening and it's really showing people's true colors and yeah just again uh, there's there's just there's privilege in everything and i think that's the whole like thing it's like right now we just all really need to check our own privileges and our own selves and just to kind of see where we're at and we, we were fighting for certain stuff, but some of us are guilty of having certain privileges. And, you know, we need to acknowledge those privileges. You know, it's 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 a lot. The yeah. world is under a lot of change. And I'm hopeful that, of course, it's all for great things. But I understand that before things get pretty, things must get ugly. So we are definitely in the ugly and most likely going into uglier, into the second phase and the second wave of this pandemic and yeah. not really having a lot of answers. So... All we can really hope for is to continue that things get better and stay hopeful, pray about it, and just take it day by day. That's all we can really do, you know? So yeah. um, just to end our interview on a very light note, because things have been heavy, yeah. you know, the time that we've been talking. <laughs> these, these, these topics are pretty heavy, you know? Um, so we've had, we, me and the guys have this debate going, and we wanted to ask, you know, all the people that I interviewed today to kind of just hash this out with them, and then we'll most likely bring it up in our next um, episode. Um, so this is the question. If you had to cancel one, would it be chicken or watermelon? Oh my God. <laughs> Gotta get rid of one. Which one is it gonna be? I really don't understand the logic of you know what? <laughs> I'm just gonna say I don't know who came up with this question, but come on, y'all. Why do we gotta ask black people? Why had to be chicken and watermelon? Why are those the two options? So it, I'm gonna. I, it became I'm, a bigger deal. It wasn't. It wasn't just those two options at first, but <laughs> those two options became very controversial very fast. So yeah. that's why we're like, you know what? Let's 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 kind of spread this controversial question to others and see how people feel about it. There's a lot of controversy because I don't like these two things being pinned together. I don't know why these two things are put together in general. Um, chicken or watermelon, though. I'm not going to do that to myself and bring bad karma um, by trying to take one of these away. They, <laughs> I can't do it. It's like, I plead the fan. <laughs> I can't even. I cannot answer. I cannot bring myself. Like, is it watermelon flavored things or just the fruit? The wa- See, I have too many questions about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, just very simple. Like, um, I feel, I'll tell you my answer. My answer was chicken. Because chicken has a lot of variety in it. Watermelon is just watermelon. You know, I could, I'm not, I've never really been a, a big watermelon fan. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll eat it, whatever, if it's there. But like, I'm always like, let me sprinkle a little lemon. Let me sprinkle a little salt. Let me sprinkle a little tahini. Let me sprinkle a little some. It's, I can never just eat it like that because I feel like sometimes it's too bland. It's very rare when I get like a juicy ass, sweet mm. uh, watermelon. So I'm always like, yeah, I, I don't feel like I need to dress up my fruit. I just want to be able to eat it. And that's it. So I feel like watermelon, it, it can only go as far as that, eating it and maybe even making a drink out of it. But chicken, you can yeah. bake it, and you can you know grill what? it, you I, can fry okay. it. I have, my, I have my answer. And this is based off of if, I mean, I guess you could survive off watermelon. But like if I was in a dire need, like survivor mode, I would rather have chicken 
Hell because yeah, that protein. protein. Yes. So I'm gonna go be chicken. Final answer. Yeah. Yes. Solely based on survival. Survival. <laughs> solely based. But then I could have the you know that there's a lot of water and oh, actually, you know what? Okay. <laughs> I would have a chicken watermelon. I think <laughs> the other it. the other options were like Hennessy and like weed. So we just uh, nobody you know what nobody First said I know who put Hennessy on there and just stop. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was actually a picture that I shared with them. It was like it was, <gasps> oh my god, Tanya, I am judging you two. Then what? I'm just, no, look, hear, hear me out though. Hear me out. I shared a picture that said like one has to go. And it was, it was chicken, it was watermelon, Hennessy, and weed. So everybody had their options of like which one had to go. So this is where things got heated because somebody said chicken, and so we were like, "What?" Like it just it it, it things went downhill from there. And I don't want to spoil what it. What did Sam you know? say? Huh? <laughs> Look, I said, "What did Sam say?" Did Sam say chicken? Uh, no, it wasn't him. It wasn't oh, okay. Him. Yeah, so <laughs> one of us, not, not me, <laughs> said chicken had to go. And we were all like, wait, fool, like, what? So it's been controversy. It's been a lot of back and forth. Oh I want to spoil it because we'll, we'll talk about it next, next week. Yeah. But yeah, we just, it's been like, it's not like a joke. Like, we've been talking about this for a couple of days, bro. Like, oh my God. It, it's like, we talk about this and then the next thing you know, it's like, okay, but like, Dang, weed didn't up. even make it. Huh? That's crazy. I said people gave up weed. That's crazy. I, I gave up Hennessy. I'm not even gonna lie. I gave up Hennessy. <laughs> I could give that up too. It's not <laughs> really the shit. I'm not an <laughs> alcoholic drinker, so I mean, I'm just. You're not missing out on it. I Hennessy is like a. It's a. It's a folk. It's like a myth that it's like. I don't know what it is with black people in Hennessy. <laughs> and it, it, it's not just black people in the U.S. It's just anybody that's black anywhere in the world. They have done whatever marketing they have needed. There are so many other alcohols out there that are way better. But anyways, that's a topic for another time. <laughs> for sure. But yeah, thank you so much. I really do appreciate you taking the time out to, you know, uh, open space, like have this space with me and be vulnerable and share how you're feeling and you know share all the things that are happening within your environment and around you and again just your feelings in general and being vulnerable so thank you so much for sharing space no thank you guys for having me of course and i'm gonna go and um edit this episode and hopefully have it up to tonight so i'll let you know when it's up so you can hear back and stuff sounds good all right well thank you so much and i'll talk to you okay girl Bye. bye